I don't even know what to say. That was awesome. A whole season. A whole <laughs> season with Dr. Richard Sears. And a much longer season than what we uh, than what we originally planned. <laughs> I know. It was like the onion that kept yeah. like we kept peeling and peeling and peeling. Yeah, I blame myself for that. I love onions and I just <laughs> like to go deeper and deeper. There we go. Uh, what would be like your your one takeaway from season two with Dr. There's Sears? A couple, couple takeaways, but first and foremost, it's great to be around genuine people. Yeah. I think if there's one thing that this podcast and this platform allows us to do is to try to find genuine, authentic individuals that can come here and share um, mindfulness with us. Yeah. And Dr. Sears is definitely genuine. For sure. I still remember the first time that he popped up on the screen and he had plaid right he had a plaid yeah. shirt oh, on yeah. oh, i yeah. think he had a plaid shirt on in every episode right <laughs> yeah i don't think it was the same plaid shirt every no, time no, they, were, they, were, they were different but he's he's like a plaid kind of guy which yeah. is for yeah. me it's like um i think he's comfortable yeah in his skin i want to get more people on this show that's like that claudio that, yeah they're comfortable with who they are and they yeah. perhaps have been practicing mindfulness for so darn long. They don't even think that they're practicing anymore. It's just part of who they are. I think that's where like his martial arts background as well. You know, the, this whole notion of dividing the practice between formal and informal. Mm -hmm. Yes. When you first trying to frame this big philosophy of mindfulness to somebody, you want to give people some tangible tools or yeah. objects that they can relate to. And people can relate to formal practice and informal <clears throat> practice. But Dr. Sears is like, do away with the formal and informal yeah. just practice. Right. Right. So it's pretty, yeah. it, it was, it was great. It was great. What else? How about you? Yeah. Jeez. One thing, one big takeaway. I'll tell you what, one of the things I loved about Richard was really how well-spoken he is. And, you know, for me, his ability to really bring clarity to something that is, I mean, in many ways, Claudio, mindfulness is a rather abstract concept, at least maybe for me as an engineer, I'm trying to like draw the picture. I'm trying to draw the circles and the connections and all of that. And then he just kept saying, you know, it's just attention, bringing attention or bringing awareness to the present moment. So his ability to really bring clarity to those things, uh, to those relatively abstract points uh, for me was really important because I've, you know, candidly struggled quite a bit, mm. you know? I think it points to the different functions mm -hmm. of the mind. Mm -hmm. Meaning that there's a function of the mind that wants to intellectualize, yeah, and wants to be very critical and analytical, yeah, and that's a wonderful function of the mind. I think we're all very familiar with that function of the mind, but there's also this other function of mind, which is the function of mind of moving into experience, mm. a function of mind that is not oriented by doing but by being, yeah, and maybe. For some of us, that's a function of mind that we're not so familiar with. Sure. Maybe that's why, you know, 
in you, in your practice, right, in your life, you've got a really good, perhaps, at the, that engineering mind, right? Yeah. The what-if mind. Because an engineer, if anything, he's like the ultimate pessimist, right? Uh, like, yes. yes. <laughs> and, and I'm a doer, man. I am yeah. a doer. <laughs> yeah. But you, but like, I want an engineer if I'm going off to like a big hiking trip or like a campsite, yeah. you know, like I want like somebody like, hey, what if this, what if we raise, what if it snows, what if it, you want, you want to be prepared. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think one of the reasons looking back now on season two, I think one of the reasons I wanted to just continue digging deeper and deeper with Richard is because he is a clinical psychologist because he has decades of being a clinical psychologist and decades of mindfulness practice and, you know, the whole ninja flair. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I personally really wanted to understand what is the place for mindfulness in therapy? Like if you're looking at, at a Venn diagram, one circle mindfulness and one circle therapy, that's really where I, I wanted to take Dr. Sears. And I, I hope the listeners learned something from that. I certainly did. Uh, and I think we needed someone, I personally needed someone like Richard, who was very good at, at bringing clarity, almost even drawing lines around certain topics and defining certain topics. That, that helped me a lot. Sure. I agree with that. But let's, let's talk about season three. Season three? We, you mean we're, we're continuing to do this? We're, we're going to keep doing this? Did you want to quit? You <laughs> just got started. You're like, Lance, I am so done. Hopefully you're not done because I understand. I think someone, someone once said that mindfulness has many doors. Am I butchering that? Is that what he said? We can say that. Absolutely. You can say that. You're not butchering anything. All right, cool. So what I want to do is to go someplace a little different. And you and I have invited a lady who is here actually in Austin, Texas. Her name is Gita Kalagi, and she is an MBSR instructor. She actually learned under John Kabat-Zinn. She was one of his last students. She was in one of his last cohorts. So I'm, I'm excited for that. You know, I doubt that we'll ever get John Kabat-Zinn on this podcast. So let's just do one degree from JKZ. My goodness. <laughs> one degree from JKZ. <laughs> you should, you should uh, make a bumper sticker from there yeah, right there. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Gita. I think that, you know, it's, it's going to be a nice um, contrast with Dr. Sears. I'm really curious to see how she deploys mindfulness in a group dynamic uh, yeah deploys yeah right like because mbsr is so much about that group dynamic tell me what you mean well i'm saying that mbsr is taught in groups yeah. right and there's the teacher the instructor and from week one to an eight-week program and on around week six week seven you participate in a six seven hour retreat usually silent retreat mm -hmm. but you know, in my experience when teaching the AOE program, when you told people on week one, day one, that they were going to be participating in a seven-hour silent retreat on week six, yeah. they would look at you like you were crazy. They were like, what? No way. So there's like that beautiful group dynamic that occurs 
an evolution of sorts of the heart and the mind, the body that occurs only collectively in a group dynamic. And I will be curious to see how she guides that. And, and the group dynamic in this particular case, when we're talking specifically about MBSR, it's not group therapy per se, but MBSR is about as close as you can get without it actually being therapists. Am I wrong saying that? No, I, I think that in, here we have Dr. Sears teaching mindfulness-based cognitive therapy, right. Right, which is also an eight-week program and it, you know, um, an offshoot of MBSR. Right. That that's an interesting contrast and similarity there as well. You have MBSR as that kind of root, and you have from that comes mindfulness-based cognitive therapy, which modeled mm-hmm. MBSR. Right. Yeah. So here we are. When in, we're gonna, we've already spoken with Doctor Sears. I'm going to speak with Gita. Yeah. I think we do. We do that intentionally. Of course. Of course. Come on. <laughs> yeah. What What did you once teach me about high intention and low attachment? <laughs> but that's that's wise action. Oh wait, no, no, no. High intention and wise attachment. <laughs> Doctor Sears recommended that you. Oh, that's right. Use that's a different right. word. Yeah. That's really cool. Okay, so just to summarize there, we're going back to that Venn diagram because here I am, the engineer, just want to bring you back. We're going to drop the therapy piece for at least one season, and we're really going to talk about mindfulness and the beauty of mindfulness, or as you said, the deployment. It's interesting because as an instructor, Gita introduces mindfulness to many folks. And for those who may already know mindfulness and are taking yet another MBSR course, she might be helping them go deeper. Very true. And going deeper into what, Claudia? What do you go deeper into in MBSR? You go deeper into the relationship with the self. It's like we're, we're gaining all these different tools and skills that allow us to approach ourselves with greater friendliness and clarity and kindness, patience, and all those essential attitudes that we covered during the (laughs) Christmas break, right? Yeah, yeah. Those attitudes are really important as we get to know ourselves. All right. I'll see you on the other side, Claudio. I'm starting to feel like Season three is going to be so different from season two. We might need to mix up the music a little bit. Ooh. Yeah. What do you have in mind? It's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, but let me go explore. And uh, we want to keep it upbeat, but uh, we also don't want to be like too boring. Should we have the same darn music forever? Because we know this podcast is probably going to last 100 years, right? (laughs) Do we mix it up? Or, I think with the, with each season, we, we change the music. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. All right, so everyone stay tuned. Oh, well, I don't know. Do you say stay tuned in the podcast world? <laughs> I probably should like, take a course or something. I don't know. Stick around. <laughs> or hit the next button. <laughs> and uh, we'll be talking to Gita very, very soon. We hope to see you there. <laughs>